Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 19 of the No Podcast. We are no outside food or drink. Tonight we're going to be discussing the arena net firings, your N64 game saves maybe disappearing soon, and another Halo composer leaves 343 Industries. I'm Richard Bergman, your arts and production director. I'm joined by prop master Russell Bergman. I'm taking the Covenant back their bomb. Wardrobe specialist, Cesar Concepcion II. Am I always cleaning clothes? <laughs> <laughs> Equipment manager. <laughs> and makeup artist, Michael McLeod. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I make sure y'all are very pretty. How are you guys doing? I'm great. Excellent. How are you? Wonderful. Y'all like your roles? Do you like the job thing? You and I started it. I'm constantly fucking cleaning clothes. <laughs> How do you figure? You, you decide what we wear. You and, make it your own thing. And I wash it. It never said that's the equipment operator sensor. Your your job titles don't carry over roll to roll each week. I mean, a, you wa- have a, new one. a washing machine is a piece of equipment. That's true, but that was last week. That's not him this week. Now he's the wardrobe uh, okay. coordinator. He decides what we wear. He doesn't wash our clothes. He just picks it out. He is wearing a Stark Industries t-shirt. I am. Graphic tees. They're the best. Russell. It's the only one not wearing one. Yeah, it's work uniform. <laughs> I'm wearing a t-shirt underneath it, but... I guess. I can't even take it, it off. Take it off. Leave it, it off. off. <laughs> put more clothes on. Here's some shirts. Put these on. I don't wear a lot of graphic tees. Mainly just my Atlanta United shirt. That's that's your uniform or everything we see you in. Yes, exactly. 90% of the time I see Russell's in Atlanta United. And your red baseball sleeves. My red, my the sleeves. one that Charles drew the fan art of. And, a, and an oddly shaped uh, Espanyol jersey as well. Well, yeah, it's Spanish. not oddly shaped. I'm just oddly shaped. <laughs> you have yeah. a Spanish. You have a Spanish shirt. He wore I know you got time. me one. Yeah. Oh. So he remember he said he randomly found it. He put it on. Yeah. It's on the side of the road, or where where do we find it? Randomly found it in my closet. Oh, my okay. two team shirts are out. I have a Spain and Germany shirt. Let's go get that. All, check. all mine are. You can get the checker jersey. I have Jamaica, Spain. Uh, you have a Jamaica uh, shirt. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I get, I try to get a jersey every time I went to a new country. Ah. That worked for Jamaica, and that was it. Because I didn't, I didn't get one for the Czech Republic. I wanted to get a Byron shirt while I was there, but I, I didn't either. How does Puerto Rico work? Are they do they qualify under FIFA, or do we get Puerto Rican players for U.S. stuff? Do Since you know how that works? They're, yes, sir. They're, they're, they would have their own team. Do they? I don't think so. Yeah, we get their players for U.S. They're U.S. territory. That's like saying Guam or the U.S. Virgin Islands having their own team. In we, we have our own basketball team, and we play U.S. Hmm. All right. That might be different let's, than FIFA, though. Let's FIFA. look it up. We're going to take a deep dive <clears> into that. <throat> Anyways, let's go into what we've been playing. Michael, we missed you the past couple of weeks. You want to catch us up? You Has probably have a three good bit weeks. of stuff. Yeah. Has it been three weeks? It's been three weeks full of, full of stuff. We're so. glad you're back, sir. I'm glad to be back. Yes. So As we join around the non-table. Yeah. The not yeah Team the non-table. Hmm. Team Puerto Rico. For soccer? Yeah. FIFA. I was wrong. No, fancy. Huh. Never would have thought. One of us. But here we go. Zero appearances, zero titles, and we're ranked 173. That's decent. <laughs> wow. No, it's not. There's only 196 or minus actually. two uh, countries in the world. We never got out of the first round. Who's at the bottom? We only yeah, that's what I was like. Who's the last person? We, well, Antarctica? We lost to, we lost to Grenada. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like the the newest, Vatican, <laughs> the Vatican Seven, Puerto Rico One. The newest country in the world is South Sudan, I believe. South Sudan. So, sorry, are you so, going to unite the Sudans? I don't know. Team Puerto Rico all the way. North and South Puerto Rico. 
No. My plan is still to unite the Dakotas, though. <laughs> In the Carolinas? <laughs> In the Carolinas. All right, Michael, back to your games. <laughs> oh, good. Three weeks of games, sir. Three weeks of games. Uh, some of these are going to be like I haven't even touched them in like the first, you know, I've been filling up this list for the past three weeks. And now you've been on several trips, so. I've been, on, they, I've been on essentially one long broken up trip. Okay. So I've been back on some of the weekends, but yeah. Not. Are these games that you took with you or you played when you were home? Or? Uh, one of them I took, well, let's see. Duh, duh, duh. Some of them I picked up while I was gone. Some I took with me. Yeah. You sent us a picture of some of your finds from the, the store that was over yeah, there. Yeah, there's this great place called Almost Anything in Opelika, Alabama. That had what did al- they have in the store? It had a ton of like really Almost good any- retro games there. Um, they had a lot of retro stuff, actually. The, the, just, when they say Almost Anything, it was literally just almost anything you can think of. They let, uh, the buddy that picked up the 3DS for me over in Japan, mm-hmm. he said everything he like picked up used was in just immaculate shape. Wow. It's like they really take care of their stuff. Um, a lot better than who we do as far as used stuff goes. Right. Yeah. I mean, the one I have looks brand new. Does it? Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have been, you know, it even came with a box and everything. I bet they have a bunch of the Neo Geo pocket colors over there. They probably do. Uh, What'd you play? uh, I, I, for some reason, jumped back into Link Between Worlds on 3DS. I don't know what got me into that, but I'm just like, I have a 3DS and boom, let's go. Okay. Uh, I already beaten that before, but that's such a great game. If you haven't got around to it, I highly recommend it. It's just... I honestly like it better than Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on the 3DS. Ooh. Yeah. I know it's like a unpopular like, opinion. I like all those better than those games anyways. Yeah. but uh, You like all of what better than one game? Yeah. Oh. Link Between Worlds. I remember you wearing it out. You beat mm-hmm. it in like two sessions. Yeah. I think it was three. Three? Mm-hmm. It wasn't much more for me because I, I remember just playing it to death for like three days straight and beating it. Powering through. Mm-hmm. I beat the first the first three intro whatever they are. It's, it's got, I wasn't real wild about the weapon checkout system. Thing. It's got a great, great twist in the end. So yeah, I didn't get that far. The mm-hmm. whole the whole game is fantastic. The puzzle thing was cool. I like. I mean the the wall thing. 2D. The puzzles that involved mm-hmm. turning into the portrait. I oh, think so you need to get that one. It's one of the new Nintendo Selects. It is one of the better looking games. If you, if you like, that's the last time you played a 3DS for us. That's true. Yeah. Break it out! Break it out! Break it out! Other than our corner of time. What did I? I got something up, or uh, Majora's Fox. Mask. Did you try it out? Uh, yeah, I started the intro for like the thousandth time. Yeah. Okay. I always yeah. play that first part too. Yeah. <clears throat> over and over. You run it like clockwork, no pun intended. Oh, oh. that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm back. Uh, but Link Between Worlds <laughs> is one of those games that looks great in 3D even, so I have the 3D cranked all the way up. So uh, outside of that... I picked up Wolfenstein's 2 on Switch. Yes, I, I Russell's it. playing that. Yeah, I'm loving it so far. Um, I did pop in the Xbox One version and the Switch version and kind of flip back and forth on my inputs on my TV just to see how... Yeah, it's a big old jump. Big, drastic <laughs> It's difference. a huge difference. It's still totally fine on the Switch, but, I mean, geez. What stood out? Uh, lighting, textures, like everything, pretty yeah. much. Resolution. Look like a whole different game. I mean, you're going from... I don't know what the Xbox One X version runs at, but it's much higher. Um, it just looks like kind of like a Vaseline just all over the screen, practically. But oh, in 64 days again. Still totally playable. Uh, I picked up Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Didn't play much of it, but uh, from what I could tell, it's about the same. I wish that I had a demo, because that's one of those I have on PS4. I just want to see what it looks like on Switch. I, really. just need to, I just need to bring mine over and let you see it. Uh, Ease 8, picked that up on Switch. I didn't play too much of it on Vita, but... 
Uh, I could, well, mainly because I knew the Switch one was coming out. I'm just, I'm just going to stop and yeah. play it on Switch. So. We talked about this last week with uh, Cesar had started the PS4 one. Did you start the Vita one before the translation patch? I started the Vita one a long time ago, and yeah, I, I guess it was before the translation. But So you're going to be playing a newish type game anyways. Too. I didn't play enough of it to like... I don't know. There was, I guess, a couple odd moments, but I, I didn't really look into it that much anyway. Did you notice anything when you were playing Sussex? You went to anything? a place called the Big Hole. Yeah, I didn't think I got that far. <laughs> so. It's not hard to miss, and people just talk about it like it's normal. So, yeah. <laughs> we gotta go to the Big Hole. That's literally what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Snicker, snicker, snicker. Le Big Hole. I think they named, renamed it to like Crevice or something like that. Crevice? <laughs> yeah. The Big Crevice? No, I don't even think they put big in there. It just actually gave it a name. El Gigante um, Hole. That would be the Spanish version of Big Hole. Well done. Let's see. I don't know if Hole. What was it? Is that Hole? Holio. Holio. It's that Holio. El Gigante Holio. Send your Spanish corrections to Rosel. El Russell. Uh, no podcast. Uh, gmail.com. Rosalio. <laughs> cinco, cinco, punto tres. Yeah, I'm Condorce. lost. <laughs> <laughs> we just went off on a tangent. <laughs> Good uh, let's see I haven't played much of it yet though a lot of these things I kind of picked up and just kind of because I've been sleeping most of the day so mm-hmm. I, you know working all night it's like sleep work sleep work uh, The I did put some more time into Hollow Knight uh, I know we had the, y'all had the discussion last week about that so I yep. am absolutely loving it I just got past the part where I got the dash yes. where you have to fight what's the person in the, the red cloak Hornet Hornet yeah She's quick. She tore my ass up the first couple of times. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think it was like three, about three tries. She killed me 10 or 12 times, I think. Yeah. But I was at a bench, like, super close. Nah. So I was able to run right back to her. <laughs> yeah. That was a good battle, though. I wasn't at a bench super close, and I, I kept, like, I should have found a bench super close because I, I kept having to, like, make the trick. The uh, that would usually make me rage quit, but there's just something about that game. Like, I knew the mechanic. Like, it wasn't cheap. Like, well, I was just getting beat. Well, here's the thing. That money is so important. I don't actually mind going back through a little bit because you kill enemies and you get money. and Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's worth it. And you have to go back and get your spirit or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Does it ever attack you? It seems like it's just It does attack hits. you. Okay. It does attack you. Uh, it's only hit me, like, one time, though. Because that Spectre thing you're talking about, right? The, the last couple times? Yeah, it's Spectre... Yeah. It's kind of like Dark Souls, there. but you have to fight to get your stuff back, and it's that's cool. It's an easy fight, like but yeah. I mean, still, it's just your. It's like a black spirit of you hovering, and you have to knock yeah. it out. And yeah, I remember that's why I was asking you. Explained it last time. It, it, that's, that's a really cool. Concept. I also I like, like the fact lot. that it doesn't put it exactly where you died. So if like you die in a boss room, it puts it in the room before. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't like put you know you don't have to like try to fool with it and the boss at the same time. Uh, shovel knight bullshit where it's like floating over. Uh, yeah, pit. Open, open pit. <laughs> like, 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 how the fuck am I supposed to get there? You got like seven of them now when you yeah, get done in the same spot. You're not gonna get it. <laughs> but as you get close to it, the music gets like real sinister and it's like a bizarro world, like weird striky piano sound. Yeah, I don't exactly know what's going on in this game yet, but I really don't care. It's just a very the lore is deep. It's very atmospheric, and yeah. I love all the characters. A lot of notes in D. dead yeah. that same type but like yeah. with a harpsichord so it's sharper the whole thing seems very depressing but most of the people you talk to are all like chipper you remember uh, the music in um what is the vr game that you screamed at the roller coaster ride oh god you know how that Until carnival that blood? creepy carnival type music yeah. that's kind of what plays when that specter thing is near you <sighs> and you're closing in Fuck on that it. Game. <laughs> it almost has like scary a, a, until dawn. oh my god until you've seen VR. the video of him jumping yeah. right 
It's we funky because this shit just goes right here in your face. We need to put that on the No Podcast Seriously. Instagram. Fuck out. Have you ever seen it? Or was that before you met Russell? No, I've never seen it. Oh, man. I have that game, and I, I play like five minutes of it. I'm like, this is not something I want to do right now. Yeah. We'll put the listeners, we'll put this up on the Instagram. Russell's playing, and he's looking around like it's the part where the girl's chasing you. <laughs> he's okay. Like, he's like looking around, and I'm filming. I'm behind him, so you can see everything he's looking at. And he looks over there. Then he hears something and turns around and comes back this way, and they're right there in his face. And he screams. It was pure fear. He screams and like is jumping back this way from him because they're right there in his face. Scary as fuck. Do not want. It was such a great. It was moment. set up perfectly because they they kept going left and right, left and right, and they just moved closer they every did single it time. Because he looked like you see him, you see him, see him, and then he checks and then back, and he hears it, and then there they are as soon as he checks back. <laughs> Anyways, back, back, to, back to your experience. In Hollow Knight, in VR. I mean, that's pretty much where I'm at. Pretty much where you're at is where I'm at, unless you got farther. So I haven't played anymore because I'm stuck. I'm just kind of wandering right now. But on There's... VR, I did pick up Moss. Moss? I was able to pick it up for 15 bucks. so I Have you started yet? Gameplay. Oh, Gameplay. Yeah. They had a co- I'm like three or four chapters in. Excellent. They had the disc and everything? Oh, wow. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I'm loving it, actually. So good. Did you buy it, too? The, I got the, it day one. Okay, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I actually rented it, but the keep price was very low, so I was like, okay. So, I need uh, to get the physical now that it's out. Yeah. Physical, physical. That's what I was saying. Moss is gonna get physical, physical. But I plan to play a little bit more of that this weekend. The, the thing with traveling is stuff like VR is just off the table completely. I'm not gonna take all that stuff with me, obviously. Right. So I don't even want to You gotta really... be selective about what you pack and... Yeah. Oh, God, it's going to take you three hours to pack it and unpack it. You'll be done with your job by then. Well, all my shit's, like, hooked up behind an entertainment system that's mounted to the wall, too. So it's like, man, they going nowhere. You'd be like, Cesar, TSA filling up eight buckets. Oh, yeah, I remember you... When I went to Puerto Rico, it was like that, too. Because I had my Xbox One, I had my Switch, I had my Vita, and my 3DS, and a laptop. <laughs> we went on our flight a couple... Uh, a month or so ago, they were like, get out your laptops, your game consoles. And I was like, who takes a game system? And I was like, oh, Michael had to go. That's what he was yeah. talking about. He's taking out true game systems. But you know what's what's crazy, though? I managed to fit all of that that I just mentioned into one bag. That's and, awesome. Yeah. It was what a, all did you take with you? Uh, Xbox One. It was a Xbox One S. So I had an Xbox One S, uh, Switch, Vita, 3DS, and a laptop. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and the, probably the most thing I've been playing, which is something that's kind of, I've kind of had a rinse on is Neo, but I got it for PC during the Steam Summer Sale, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because I know there are mods on the PC version, and I'm, I'm not so much ashamed to admit that I was having a lot of trouble on the PlayStation version, and I needed some help, so... <laughs> Was it easy to... We're not PC gamers, generally. I will say I actually the, like it. I like it way better on PC. Just, it runs better. Your um, computer does well? Handles yeah. it well? Yeah. That new one? Yeah, it runs fantastic. That's awesome. It's super smooth. Um, I'm trying to play it as legit as possible, but I do have a quick heal option, so the boss I was stuck on, I was just like, you know what? I probably had to quick heal on him like 50 times, but I got through him finally, and... The game could actually progress. Then you can enjoy the story and yeah, I mean, I, level design and all that. I just really wanted to enjoy the game, and uh, I wouldn't. I'm not about trying the same boss 500 times. So, uh, but that's really been about it. Neo. Yeah, Neo is fantastic. I, I really Neo. hope that Neo Two is Neo. going to be on the PC Neo. as well. Neo. All right, Neo. there. <laughs> Neo is the one. This is the. Oh god. We're just going to do this into the mic for. <laughs> The rest of the podcast. Neo is the Neo. one. 
But that's been about it for... Oh, I got Nier Automata on Xbox One, too, but that's not too much talking about. And I did play our Game Club game probably more than any of you guys. Cesar's halfway done, I think. Yeah. I'm about... We'll touch on his Two-thirds done. But I am super familiar with this game. Like, I'm blowing through it like nothing. I'm right. 100%ing everything. No, right. It's the first so, time for me, and I'm still 100%ing it. Yeah. Really? It's not, it's not terribly everything. hard. But I can, I can do it very quickly. So, yeah, that's been it for me, though. Pretty much. Cesar, what have you been oh, playing, yeah, sir? For it, man. The options are limited. Por qué? All right, let's see. Because it's not Game Club. Not Game Club discussion yet. I mean, I'm still in my year of tells. Decade of Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you play in the Tale series, and what did you play in the Yakuza series? What's the, what is the Sentry of? That's what I want to know. Mm, Way goes. <laughs> playing cards. Playing I cards. Get you. <laughs> Dominoes. Dominoes, yeah, you there you go. You so, mentioned Dominoes earlier. I don't know, I think Dominoes have fallen off. It's a very, uh, very Hispanic yeah. thing. It's about where Chinese checkers is at this point. The girls have, uh, that was some kind of, no, that was a gift. I thought it was a Happy Meal giveaway with some Dominoes. Mm. There's our Mario Kart. Mm. So, yeah. Mario Kart. Too bad Russell's not in the room right yeah. now. Yeah. Outside of that, I've just been continuing my uh, journey in Tales of Asaria and Tales of Hearts R. Um, nothing really new to add, just going through power through the story. Two at the same time. I don't know how you do that. Uh, i got multiple RPGs going at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I do two, but two of the same, like, in the same series. Moss Tales. So, I ended up getting a, a game called Move Love. Yeah, I looked at that on it. What, what is that? I don't even know what that is. So, I am a fan of taking manga and then putting it in video game forward. Okay. So, it's just a visual novel. That's all it is. Supposedly, what everybody argues is supposed to be the greatest visual novel of all time. Uh, okay, that's a tall so, claim. I don't know. That's what... What's it on? Once, Vita? Yeah, it's Vita. That Vita sounds like a Vita thing to me. Yeah. Um, it, I think the Vita is just a PS2 port Okay. Uh, that we never got. It was a Kickstarter that... Got a translation and then they ported over to Vita. Love, it's, love. It's being published by P Cube. Um, I think the first game is two, or the first game has two games in there, which is a standard Mother Love, and then it has a Mother Love like an alternate edition, and then there's a third game called Mother Love Unlimited. They both came out the same time, and so I think it's a total of 110 hours between all three. Good God! And the Unlimited one, is, it takes place three years after the first game ends. So what's the premise behind them? It's a straight. It's, it's very Japanese. It's to the point where you, you're just a kid going through high school and you have the girl next door that's in love with you and then you just wake up one day and there's a girl in your bed and you're trying to explain everything. You don't know how she got there. So it's, that's how it starts. So Wow. But it's it, it's, it was... Uh, the Vita and PS2 versions were ported over by 5PB, which was the same people who made uh, Steins Gate. So I'm a big fan of the Steins Gate series. I know so. you like their work. Mm-hmm. I have the whole anime and I haven't yet to watch it. There's a movie coming out, I think. Am I well, right? They got an animated movie that and a TV series for the original Steins Gate, and then you have um, the one for the the sequel, which was a uh, Elite, I believe. Which is uh, the first one deals with time travel, and the second one deals with artificial intelligence. So, but yeah, they got a second series coming out, and the second movie coming out. So, um, I actually brought out the PlayStation TV for that one. Started playing on the TV. Hooked it up. Yeah, and that's what led me to download a uh, Lunar Superstar Star. <laughs> I saw that on the list. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what platform is he playing? It's a PSP uh, version. Yeah, of that game right. Yeah, it's like Seeds okay. one. That's the one that we got the uh, probably the most accurate translation. Because mm. working designs always got shit kind of like Nisa on their shoddy translations. So okay, they can be hit and miss. Yeah, because I mean, if you listen to the opening, it's completely different to the working designs one. Completely different. But years ago, working designs was like the. There's a lot of companies that do that type work now. They were one of the few doing it back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, they went all out because I remember they packed in the goodies and everything in their, yep. in their cases. They had everything. the crazy collector's edition. Those, those and, are beautiful games. Yeah. Lunar 1 and 2 on the PlayStation. And Victor Ireland, he's still around. He's Monkey Paul. Gaijin works. So I don't think he's done anything recently. Which Lunar is this? This is the PSP version, but what is that? Is it like a, a remake of the PS1 one? It's a remake of the PS1 one that is, is a, a remake, remake of the Sega CD. Sega CD mm -hmm. game. Yeah. And the PS1 one was actually just a port of the Saturn game that we never got. So, Like uh, Grandia? Yeah, because they, they had Lunar and Lunar 2 come out on Saturn, and then they ported those to PlayStation after Saturn kind of caved. Right, after it wasn't going to be a viable platform. Yeah. So I started just playing that just to fuck around since I had the... What is a Lunar TV? game like? Because I was listening to another podcast or reading an article, and somebody was recommending Lunar for somebody looking for turn-based stuff. It's good. I mean, the story's great, too. It's just... Um, it's weird to describe Lunar because there's, there's music. There. I mean, there's like music singing. It's a little bit of everything, but it is turn-based. Uh, but the story's there's good. one for GBA, right? The GBA one actually is actually pretty damn good. Is it good? Yeah, it's that uh, Ubisoft published that one. one. It was also done by Game Arts. That was one on DS as well. The DS one was like a unofficial Lunar third Knights. one. Yeah, is that what it's called? Mm -mm. An unofficial Dragon third Song. One? Dragon Song. Yeah. What, the, what is Because it was then? it was when they were doing all the DS acronyms. Lunar Sight, Dual Lun Strike, Dragon Song. Lunar Knights is that that Sunshine game that Bakhtai. was on. Baktai. Baktai. Yeah. That's the third Baktai game. Yep. The Kojima. Um, Kojima game. Sun Sun Stories. That wizard came from. I know there. Nelly is a big fan. So Lunar Knights is on DS. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's, it's also. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, you're right. It's on DS. It's just that's a different thing. Okay. Yeah. She has. What is it called? Lunar Dragon Song, I think. Yeah, probably. Let's see. Because we have all of them, and I, I just haven't really touched them. It's just, it's just been kind of her thing. I gotta see which ones I have. I have even, I, I know even, nothing about this. I got Lunar Magical School for the Game Gear. <laughs> uh, we said Dragon Knight. How many oh, are on Sega Dragon CD? Song. Dragon Song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I found it. Are one and two both on Sega CD? Yeah, we have yes. that. Yeah, those were so, the original. So we can consoles. get those. Sega. Yeah, they were translated by Working Designs as well, as well as that Pop Film that you played. I recommend it. Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> that was another working designs one. That was a good game. Popful mail. Yeah, but outside of that, it's, I mean, the Xyz translation is completely different, so I've always wanted to go through and play it again and see the differences between the the working designs one and uh, Xyz. Um, damn, the Game Boy Advance one was good to tell, too. I actually beat that one. They did, like, little chibi characters for the whole thing, but the story was all in there. Nice. Chibi yeah. Robo. And they had the animated scenes, too, because they were doing that when the GBA was doing those video cartridges. Yep. Some somebody developed that codex to put in the for the video. Remember the like Nicktoons cartoon? Yeah, cartridge. Mm -hmm. SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Dragon Ball GT. You could get, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was on there too. God, we had to keep up with those. Yeah, Pokemon. I don't miss tons and tons days. of Pokemon. I hated I hated people that would get them and then be like, "This is not what I wanted." They would. They didn't know it was like a video. They just thought it was a game. Right. And they want to return it and be like. Blame and the, the PSP. I told you. The sticker had the film reel yeah. thing on yeah. the border. It's yeah. like super obvious. Blame the what PSP. It is. That's why the UMD video. But outside of that, you know, I um, also picked up uh, my, the next game on my list is uh, God Bless Those eBay $25 if you spend $50. $25 yes. off if you spend $50 off. Yes. So I've been had my eye on this game called uh, Blade Arcus from Shining EX for a while. It's a fighting game from Sega. It's actually a collection of all the Shining Force characters. Mm. And they throw them in there. It's just a fighting game. We never Very got cool. it. So, what but, was that on? Uh, PlayStation 4. It okay. came out on PS3 and Vita, but I just went ahead and got the PS4 one because they added all the extras in there. Right. Um, what's funny is going through there, I don't know what the fuck's going on in the story because it's no English. 
Uh, it's not the it's not the Asian version where they have English in there. I think the Asian version had Chinese sub um, subtitles. One of those play Asia special style things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, w- but there's a point in there where I know what's going on because the story shows up with uh, seven balls and a dragon. I'm like, oh, this shit is. <laughs> Here we go. This is fucking Dragon Ball Z cannon all over the place. So I don't know what's going on, but I, I know the seven Dragon Balls are in there for whatever reason. So and then someone's a dragon. So. How does it look? How does it play? Is it, it worth the it's, import? Um, I think it's made by Studio Sazen, who's making that uh, Blade Strangers game. Um, also made a Co Princess. Okay. So they they did that fighting game. It plays actually pretty smooth. So. Cool. Outside of I don't know what happened with the story is, but yeah. Outside of that, I think most of the characters that are from there are from the PSP ports, and then from the the reason why I brought it up is because I bought the recent Shining game today on. PS4 and, v- and Switch. I played that I demo a couple weeks ago, myself. but I didn't get too far into it. I beat the demo. I wasn't impressed. Really? If I was going to get the game anyway. I already committed. Give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I bought it twice. That way they can keep sending shit like that over here. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I got it. So it seemed like a vote with your wallet game. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went ahead and picked it up. Sega seems to be going all in, so they'll get all my money this year. The year of Sega. Yeah. And then outside of that, I did uh, luck out. Amazon Japan jumped up on that uh, Shonen Jump 50th anniversary uh, Famicom. Yes. It did pop up again, uh, which plays is still selling for like 150 bucks. I just ended up buying it for 70 from nice. Amazon. Now it's up to like $400 on Amazon Japan. Whoa. <laughs> That's crazy. So I popped it in there, and essentially, I wish I would have brought it, man, because it got um, a... Yeah, you meant to bring it so we could I, check it out. I'll bring it next it's week. It's golden, right? It, it's completely golden. Okay. But no, there's a game in there. It's uh, I forgot the name of the manga, but it's, uh, it's a wrestling manga. Custer's Revenge. No. Oh, but no. It, it is... It is so, it is so fucking funny because you're flying up in the air and it's Joe. It's like over the top NES bullshit. <laughs> but outside of that, it has Captain Subasa. I think the first two games, uh, and it's actually a soccer RPG. As a Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest One. Um, it has three Dragon Ball games. One of them is just Damn. the original Dragon Ball, and then the other two are Dragon Ball Z games. Because we weren't getting Dragon Ball stuff at this point, right? Mm-hmm. We got Dragon Power, which is technically the Dragon Ball game. Just, just without the right name. Renamed it and edited all the characters out and all that fun stuff. And then, um, as well as, uh, what else did I have in there? Uh, Fist of the North Star, uh, number one and number three. I don't know for, I guess two sucked. Um, Two's always suck. <laughs> Zelda 2. Castlevania 2. Devil May Cry 2. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Final Fantasy Resistance 2. Yeah. Mm. Did Dragon Quest 2 suck? I won't play through the first I think Dragon Quest 2 is good. I'm down. There you go. Oh, you and I popped in Resistance, what, about six months ago? Yeah. Did you know how to age well? No. 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 Three does. Resistance 3 is fantastic. Up. Three is solid. One. Three is like Half-Life level to me. I remember uh, going into your room every afternoon after I got off the bus and playing Resistance. That was he, a, he had a PS3. first PS3 yep. title I had. It's still in that... It, it doesn't look good to start with. It's okay. The bullseye's great. But the controls are stuck in that post-Halo before uh, Call of Duty Modern yep. Warfare. Yep. It's stuck in that mm. control limbo scheme. Just in its time frame. Pop that game in there and see how far Sony's come on their, yeah. on their game true. studios. It's true. Just look at the difference between Resistance 1 and 3. Mm-hmm. 3 was a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. 3 is very good. They've gotten a lot, lot better. Yeah, um, outside of that, I mean, I'm just fucking around with those games. None of them are... You're just like classics. I mean, none of them are. I think it's just a it's a Shonen Jump thing. It's a fan service. So thing. when when the box comes in, the box is like, and I'll bring the box too because uh, the box is basically like a Shonen Jump manga. It's mm-hmm. the same size. You look at the size. There's the pages on the on the right hand side, and it has like Goku holding it up in the front, and then it's got some like some more of the manga in the back. 
So they picked a lot of stuff in there, just nothing that's recent. So there's not going to be any One Piece, no, no Yu Yu Hakusho, or it's all from no that era, from the Famicom, Famicom late eighties, late eighties, yeah. which was uh, Fist of the North Star at that time was the biggest one. Dragon Ball was, and they were switching over Dragon Ball Z at that time. Yeah. Well, I think they just called it Dragon Ball the whole time. But um, yeah. Outside of that, it's it's okay. I mean, so you open up the. It looks like a magazine. You open it yeah, up. Yeah, the box looks like a magazine. That's it. And it's the mini Famicom, mm-hmm. but it's like gold. It is it is gold? Yeah. And they had the their controllers are to scale, right? It's not it's, the actual size. It's like the one you got. It's it's uh, it's a little bit smaller uh, yeah. for your hands, but both of them are built into the console. And they fit into mm-hmm. the slots the on slides, the side. Yeah, classic. I never got one of those. I got the Super Fami. I didn't get the regular one. Okay. Yeah, that, it, it doesn't have the microphone built in either. So. Damn. <laughs> Fuck up. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Player two talking shit. Only player two can talk shit. That's it. Yeah, it doesn't work on player one. That worked last time I hooked it up. Yeah, I need to hook that up and play some Mario Brothers three again. Yeah, I, y'all want to break out the Famicom and Japanese. That too. I mean, you can always play Mario. I think it was in English all the time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was the same game. Oh, I think it was a little more difficult. I think we got an easier one. We get the yeah, that one's the harder levels, right? I think yeah. that happened with a few games. We yeah. got the easier version of it. We got they got the Dark Souls. They dumbed it down for yeah. us. Yeah. They got the Dark Souls version of Mario, Mario Brothers Three. Yes. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yep, that's it for me. Uh, how about you, Russell? Uh, I haven't really played a whole lot. I've only uh, played a couple rounds of PUBG. Um, hey, PUBG matters. PUBG does matter. Uh, we played some good rounds of PUBG we had recently. Some excellent rounds of PUBG. I'll let you fill in on our first person hellhole we fell into. We accidentally uh, <laughs> did start playing some uh, first person. <laughs> And it was extra cruel because it was on the uh, Miramar map, which we were looking forward to playing. I got super excited once we saw that it was that map, only to be found that we were stuck at first person the entire time. You know in the lobby when you're there's like the third person and first person selection? Somehow it ended up with us selecting third per, uh, the first person mode. Yeah. Because we're diving and we're trying to get out of it, thinking oh we could God, get out of it. Happening? So question, uh, is everybody in this? First person or yes. take in particular? Okay. Yeah, they do that from an advantage standpoint. But I think I think I'm gonna say because if one person's third person, they have an advantage. I in the say. third person, you server, can switch, you can first switch between. Yeah. Them. yeah, that's crazy just to do the first person one, but which I guess I need it evens to do more of because I think it's easier to shoot somebody in first person than it is third person. True, but you, I don't I don't think you have as much area around this awareness. I don't know. Maybe. No, you don't. <laughs> but when you know somebody's coming through a door Then or you can go ahead and click yeah. that. I think it's yeah. R1. Which is what we usually end up doing anyways because we have a site on there. Yeah. And, you know, once you click it, it immediately goes into it. But, but sometimes it's just not that good. Um, but we actually did really well. Our yeah. first firefight, we uh, won. And we survived because we it thought was, we were all. It was two on one. It was the two had, of us against one. He had like a level three helmet, and uh, Richard and I are, are both running around trying to figure out where we're going and what we're doing and getting our bearings straight in first person because uh, it's tight. And uh, this guy comes running up. I start just all I have is grenades at this point. I don't have anything. I think <laughs> I have a shotgun, but he's yeah. too far away. He starts shooting at me, and Richard finds like a scar or something, and he unleashes on him, and uh, we were able to distract him and, and kill him. Um, it was, it was a pretty fun little fight. Dude, he had some good shit. How did he get all that good stuff? Well, he had great gear, but he only had that, like, Win 94, that bullshit Winchester yeah. lever action. Um, but so, he wanted to engage us for some reason. He wouldn't just go on and be, you know. Yeah, he didn't play it smart. No, he came after us. <laughs> so, and we just thought, we'd, we'd let's go ahead and get in a firefight and get out yeah. of this first-person thing. His buddy will come up from somewhere. It was just him. We took him out. And then we wound up almost making it to the final ten. Mm-hmm. That was when we got out, what, 13th? 
And oh, we had that beautiful spot in the rocks. Yep. We were running through yeah, the rocks. We were running down the side and hitting it's, it perfectly. It was hard to get up them in first person, though, and you can't yeah. really gauge how far you're going to jump. Or how close you are to it. Um, and then we played a couple more uh, rounds, and friend of the podcast, Cameron, jumped on. We had two. Uh, well, we had one that was, like, third. And then I think we came in second the next round. Uh, both good times. I actually wound up getting a ghillie suit and a the high-powered power, sniper rifle out of the uh, supply drop. It was uh, That was the first time. But actually, we got it and we were able to keep it. First and time I got a ghillie suit, I had it for about three-tenths of a second before I got in shot the car. out of a Jeep. <laughs> that um, was my best round ever. I ran over five people that round. <laughs> that was a, and that we was came a in like night. 50th. Yeah. Um, it was a good time. I tried to get on some Sea of Thieves because an update did drop. However, my uh, Sea of Thieves bridge crew already had a full crew, and uh, I could not jump on with them. But the, the new update, the Cursed Sails DLC, uh, includes some new campaign kind of quests and missions and that sort of thing. There's uh, statues underneath the water that you jump, that you dive down to, rather, and you can find some new crates and treasures and, and treasure chests and whatnot, new skeleton um, combat and, you know, evildoers. And the usual PvP ships, galleons, and sloops running around. Everybody's still getting super excited about the, I believe it's September update when they, uh, the Cursed Shores, I believe it is. And uh, we're looking forward to potentially the three-person ship, the Brigantine, is the rumored name of it. Because uh, usually there's, a, there's three of us that get on pretty much almost all the time. So we're looking forward to a ship of our own. You want just can, a three-man thing. We can right? really destroy things. Because four, it, it's doable, but three would be definitely more manageable. Um, it, it, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, the only other things I got in were I put about 15 minutes on Wolfenstein earlier. Mainly it was just to run around and show you how it looked. It looks great. So you could compare it to Doom. Um, it does look great. And then I wound up getting stuck into it, and I had to keep playing. How far did you get? Uh, I just got to New York. Okay. And so okay. I'm making my way to the uh, Empire State Building, or what remains of it, because it's mm-hmm. a uh, nuclear wasteland. You're actually uh, a little farther than I am. Yeah, right all, so. all the Nazis are in uh, rad suits. It's kind of cool. Makes them very easy to spot. They're glowing? It's, but, well, no, they just have yellow. Oh, wait, I actually think I'm past you. Never mind. Blank, nope. blank, blank, blank. No. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're, yeah. They're in uh, just yeah, yellow contamination suits. Mm-hmm. They look like level Bs, actually, to be quite, <laughs> quite frank. They're easy to spot that way, though. They are. It's great. Um, but I'm, I'm still loving it. I'm enjoying it. I also picked up Octopath Traveler today. Yeah. It just got released. Um, yeah. I we were listening to the soundtrack in pre-production. We were. We're in for a treat with the soundtrack. fantastic. I'm super pumped about this game. I've loved it ever since they announced it. I uh, played the first demo and thoroughly enjoyed it. The demo that they announced for the Nintendo Direct, I downloaded it but never got an opportunity to play between yeah. Fallout Shelter, Wolfenstein, and there's something else, uh, Mario Tennis. Yeah. I uh, got that, and um, it was it's fascinating to uh, see how this game has developed. I love that almost kind of Super Nintendo era classic uh, RPG. Someone made a... Someone made a point earlier, like, this is where they could have seen the 64 going if it had... If they had stuck with that same 16-bit graphical yeah. style. And if they stayed, like, primarily yeah, 2D. Um, and the the uh, the issue being that... Uh, well, it, it reminds me, actually, a lot of uh, Golden Sun. 
that used to play on the Advance. Yes. I love that I game. I love Golden Sun. I love that art style. I loved everything about that game. So I was super excited, looking forward to a game similar to that uh, on Switch. Another portable aspect to it. You did. You just bought it. It's Mario Tennis. Yep. Same studio. We need another Golden Sun. <laughs> So uh, I'm looking forward no, to getting that's right. into it. That is Camelot. It is Camelot. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think about that. I'm looking forward Don't to getting about Beyond the Beyond. Mm. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting it into more. it. Uh, I haven't tried is it. Is that bad? Yet. Just downloaded the update. It is bad. Yeah. It is. So it's an early just, RPG. Just an early <laughs> PS1. They're coming off Shining Force. And now though. I'm uh, talking to myself. <laughs> and, uh, I'm listening. It's not going to be a straight. <laughs> it's not going to be like a straight commandment. That's command what I'm thinking about. Chaos theory. You know, who would have thought that uh, Alan, Dr. Grant would have just uh, jumped out of a movie? You movie? opened the door. We just went with Camelot. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's about it. Uh, I've got Octopath. I'm look, super looking into getting into it. I don't know when that's going to happen because yeah. I also have God of War that I'm wanting to dive back into. Probably, you should. Probably spend some more time on that tomorrow. It's so good. I need to finish Wolfenstein, and I have to start uh, Last of Us with a friend of the podcast, Alan. Uh, we're both super excited about it. We both. Did you do Last of Us at all? Nope. Yeah, I'll play yeah, Last. You need to. I'll play Last of Us when not, you start it. We have you not played it. You'll be the last one. We're super be the uh, last excited to play uh, it, and especially after it. the E3 demo is when we decided we were going to jump, and we both jumped on that uh, play to play deal or whatever it was called. Mm. Summer play. Days. There was a lot of good deals last week on uh, PlayStation Network. Has Bridge Crew gone on sale yet? Is anybody going to join me on the bridge? Number one, crickets. Literally. There you go. Does anybody else have it? <laughs> I do, still. Why don't you just break it out? We talked Jump about on. that last week. He's not, he's not gonna play. He's gonna keep touching. <laughs> I didn't it know in he the actually had it. I he have, just has. Yeah, games. He said he's gonna touch it. In I, the have, I have uh, Ghost Recon. He has Monster Hunter sealed. Sealed still. also. Wildlands is still wow. sealed. I think I ended up buying it for ten dollars somewhere. And I have Phantom Pain sealed, but also have like two copies through Game Pass or, or Game Pass, uh, PlayStation Plus, mm-hmm. and. Xbox Live with Gold or whatever. <laughs> I, my, I, played, I played the shit out of that game when it came out. I think my Definitive Edition is still sealed. I think I gave mine to Richard. No, I still have mine because we had that conversation about a year ago. I was reading a thread about uh, the mechanics of that game, how perfect it was. Mm. But all Great. the other ones had better stories. Yeah, I will say. There's, this one perfected this the This one's hella light on story, but it's super fun to play. Yeah. But that's all I've been playing. I'm looking forward to this weekend, get some hours in before the uh, World Cup final. It begins at 11. Eastern on Sunday with France versus Croatia before the 2 o'clock matchup between Atlanta United and the Seattle Sounders. I hit the goal. <laughs> yes, you did. Thus ends Russell's speech. <laughs> exactly. Oh, this is not a sponsored show. Your allotted time is over. <laughs> Move along. Shut it the fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to some games I've played. Uh, played those rounds of PUBG with Russell and Cameron. Let's see, I think Cameron and I played the two nights before that, too. Just kind of jumping in and relearning mechanics. I uh, haven't been dropped from a game recently. I don't know Good about God. y'all. Why did you say that? Knock on wood. I either. Surprisingly, the last couple it wasn't times. wasn't last night or the night before that one. Right. But yeah, but and the get... test server's back open. Are y'all wanting to jump on the test server and see test what they have? Test server is it's legit. Cameron said it was worse. He said they, he My said they, was great. they nerfed AR damage. And the uh, the p- track of the plane, you can yeah. see where it's going now. It it plays so much better. Really? Yeah. Let's get on the test server then. I let's try no it out. In it. None? No. PTS. All right, that's PTS. fine. Yes. Because I don't want to play with a modded game when I could just be playing the regular game that I love so much, anyways. I mean, no that that test server is going to be the, it's the going to be the new one. It's like yeah. a beta, basically. Yeah. I know, but why play that when I can still be playing what I love? 
especially if something as shitty as like they've messed with AR. I don't need to see because they're going to make it shitty, and that's what's going to take you, away you, what you love. You need to go ahead and accept your future. So then, why not just continue to, to play what I love? Before just it hold gets on shitty? to it. Yeah, as long <laughs> as I can. Denial. Just yeah, stop updating the game. Jack, don't let go. Russell's the last guy uh, is not turning off the original Xbox. Yeah, so yeah, there's enough people. Two people could fit in that door. Fuck that. Really. So yeah, you know the Mythbusters tested that. <laughs> two and people could fit in that door. There's multiple ways. Yeah. They tested like seven different uh, characteristics of how they could fit on the door. She was just snooty and wanted to be on the door by herself. She was a bitch. And then she just throws the thing into the water. And then she like, fucking lived to like ninety something. She kicks him off the thing. Yeah. Even in death, I'm ashamed to be associated with you. See you into the icy water. I don't know what we're talking about. Titanic, Titanic the James Cameron classic. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton's greatest movie. Never seen it. Twister is Bill Paxton's <laughs> greatest movie. Twister's fucking great. <laughs> Everybody loves Twister. I have seen Twister. I always thought John Marston was Bill Ta- uh, Paxton Food. for a long time. He's too young. We're not Bill Paxton, rest his soul. You know he passed away a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. About a year I, I thought that's who that voice actor was. Because they sound similar to me. Of the games I've played, Hollow Knight, but I've not made any substantial progress. That game is all about exploration. Frustratingly so. So I think I'm in one of those periods again where I just need to set it down. When I come back yeah. to it, maybe I'll find my path. And if I'm like so. if you're like me, you got that dash move, you want to go everywhere and yeah. discover where I'm like, know, Oh yeah, that's where I can go. I can actually do this now. Have you gotten the morph ball yet? Why can't uh Hollow Knight crawl? <laughs> Uh, the other two games I've played are both Switch games. I downloaded Riptide Revengeance GP. It's like a Wave Race style game. I saw that. Poor Man's Jet Moto. It's actually pretty good. I enjoyed it's it. It's still Poor Man's Jet Moto. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. Uh, the frame rate is actually really, really solid, and you jump in and they just drop you in a story. It should just be cell phone port. Things I think it is. What was it? Three ninety nine, I think. Mm-hmm. Two ninety nine. On uh, which eShop? This is the US eShop. <laughs> I paid three US dollars for this. Three whole U.S. dollars? Three entire U.S. only dollars. Three whole American dollars. You just took a reduced lunch out of somebody's mouth. Ooh. Oh. It's like three reduced lunches out of three mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast and lunch. Three, so do- three dollars could have went a long way. That's a pretty solid game. I think it's four-player split screen, so maybe we can try that out at one point. It, it plays really well. It's fun. You get weapons and stuff. Anyways, moving on. It's a jet ski game you get weapons? Yep. It's okay. got a... It's got a Mario Kart jet ski. Mm, not quite. It's very basic. That's our call it a cell phone game. It's a cell phone game. Mm. But it's I was craving that wave race style. And I, I don't know if they upscaled it for Switch or what, but it's it's pretty sharp looking. I would be so down for a new wave race. Me too. That's why I was trying to I want a support new this Kong one. racing. Oh yeah. yeah. Me too. I remember we rented that from Blockbuster, and I was like, "This is amazing." There'd be no banjo though. So good. No banjo. Banjo's a guy I play as. They'll make some like they're, they're gonna make a deal. It'll be doing it. It'll be Ranjo, Kanjo Kazooie. Actually, there, there's <laughs> a uh, the, speaking of it. There's a Banjo Kazooie um, like mast head thing you can get on. Um, I saw that the bird. Yeah, yeah, crest. I saw that. And there's a Perfect Dark one as well. You can Is get, there a Perfect Dark uh, one? You can get Joanna Dark. She's got like two pistols. Nah, that's cool. I haven't seen that one. It's pretty awesome. I may buy just that DLC and not even on the game. Joanna. I saw the uh, Banjo Kazooie one was 1998 gold. <laughs> that makes sense. Year the game came out. Mm-hmm. Now I want to play Perfect Dark. I yes. want to play Banjo Kazooie. That's a hell of a soundtrack. Oh, we are playing Banjo Kazooie. We'll get to that later, yeah. Michael. I, I want to play it now. 
The other game I was playing on Switch, I downloaded on Cesar's recommendation, Hollow. Yeah. This is like in space. I saw that. It's, it comes on sale all the time. It's beautiful. I'm kind of. It, it looks good as good as that game. screenshot looks. It's scary. Yeah, it looks scary. It's very scary, and it's hard. This is that alien isolation I don't know what to do. Yeah, yes. It's like just shit running all over the place. I'm just kind of worried <laughs> that like to, they don't tell you what to do. There's no. I'm, I'm running around hitting buttons and shit. So that's what I did. And I then, turn on the power. Did and the thing start happened. coming after you? Yeah, yeah. What did you do? I just. I, I, it's still me. It's born. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. but they chase you and kill you. Yeah, you can kick them, but they don't do anything. They don't die. This is like a bullshit mist game. No, it kind of looks like an Outlast in space almost. This uh, is like Island Alien Isolation, but with no way to escape. Gross stuff everywhere, like uh, Resident Evil Seven. Did you play the intro with the house and all that? Resident Evil. No, it's got more organic stuff in it. What does this remind you of, like, with the roots and stuff? I haven't going? played it. I, I Look at a video of it. Like, the video is, the gameplay is super impressive. I've been apprehensive because it's always on sale, and I'm just like, I'm, I don't know. If it's always on sale, like, what's the deal? It's good, but it's difficult. I just it's don't like know where I to go. It's like I bought Don't Knock Twice because that popped up several times, and it ended up being garbage. And that's on the Switch, at least, it runs terrible. Did you buy it twice? No, I only bought it once. But, I mean, I, I think the Switch is about to blow up every time I... Like boot it up because it just you can hear the fan like audibly on the switch and you get over there like after ten minutes and it's just warm and it's like this is uh, damn that's what I'm starting this to is not about. that difficult like it's just not optimized it's not that good of a game like good looking so it just can't do it I don't know that I've ever heard my switch really flare up like that just heard a cat somebody screaming at somebody. Mm. So that's hollow. That's scary and very difficult. I'm not sure where I'll go with that next. That's one of those though. It's not like a major story. It's just a the derelict spaceship and something's taken over. That kind of thing. I want something scary. Yeah. It is. There's stuff screaming and people chanting and candles in random places. <laughs> is it the Botany Bay? <laughs> they just uh, took all the scary cliches and doom. put them together. Yeah, this Botany Bay with Doom Botany taking over. Bay. So that's what I've been playing. Let's go on to some news. News. Did you guys check out the ArenaNet story? That is burning up the interwebs right I now. I saw that was y'all had put that in the thread, but I actually didn't read it. So you're going to have to enlighten me. Go ahead and give us a synopsis, Serge. All right. Yeah. So I'll start in the beginning. Um, Finish the middle a, and do the end. There's a well-respected uh, <laughs> game developer. Her name's Jessica Price. She works for ArenaNet, and they are the Guild Wars 2 developers. I played that game. So she's a narrative person. She writes story and things like that. She had posted a, a tweet explaining some things about... Uh, she'd been with ArenaNet for 12 years. I'll give this Verge synopsis. Uh, narrative designer Jessica Price tweeted a 29-year-old thread... Tweeted a 29-tweet thread <laughs> dissecting the challenges of writing player characters in an MMORPG. Basically saying, like, you want to... In an MMO, Russell, I think you're the only one with major MMO experience. You want to identify with your character. So there's a limited range of responses and situations that you can be put into at the same time making that MMO character yours. Okay. So it's a 29-tweet thread about the challenges of that. So someone responds and says, quote, This is Deroir at D-E-R-O-I-R Gaming. Uh, really interesting thread, this is quote, really interesting thread to, to read. However, allow me to disagree slightly. I don't believe the issue lies in the MMORPG genre itself, as your wording 
seemingly suggest. I believe the issue lies in the constraints of the living stories, narrative, design, blah, blah. It goes on. There's two more things after that. So she responds with, she quotes that and says, Today in being a female game dev, allow me, in quotes, allow me a person who does not work with you explain to you how to do your job. So at the end of that tweet, she says, Like the next rando asshat who attempts to explain the concept of branching dialogue to me as if, you know, having worked in a game narrative for a fucking decade, I've never heard of it, is getting insta-blocked, she added. Mm. PSA. Price's suggestion that Durior was mansplaining game development in an area where he does not have the same knowledge or experience sparked anger among the ArenaNet community. She subsequently responded to those criticizing her on Twitter that I'm not on the clock here. I'm not your emotional courtesan. Mm. Just because I'm a dev. Did I say that right? Don't expect me to pretend like you here. Don't pretend. Don't expect me to pretend to like you here. Price was fired shortly thereafter. So she and her coworker were fired for um, basically defending themselves on Twitter about their narrative choices and things like that. The scary part about this whole story is that now other people are coming out and saying that there's other people on Twitter pushing their agendas and using their platforms as as game developers to push their agendas across and that these hate monger people are going to be sending messages. This already happened. They're sending messages to like, you know, somebody works for Epic. They're letting Epic management know that, that they feel like they're, that people are pushing their agendas across. And another scary thing about it is that the management just fired these two people over these comments. And it wasn't really like, let's say us as no podcast, like one of y'all had an altercation with somebody about something. Mm -hmm. We'd be, we'd be discussing it. It would be something that we kicked around and then, you know, yeah, Michael. Here's what we probably need to say since yeah, you don't represent. Don't fly off the handle. Yeah. Right. I mean, get your point across. Defend yourself, but you do represent no podcast. So mm-hmm. the things that you put out there and the things that you say are, are gonna are gonna come back and reflect us. I like, mean, from what I'm getting out of this, like, I mean, yeah, the guy, the guy, the initial, you know, uh, criticizer. Yes, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Probably was it a criticism? But, though? well, he's criticizing her. He's a uh, well-known. Apparently, he's a well-known streamer for for Guild Wars Two. But he's not a game developer. And maybe she, not. She's right he about knows that. Nothing about this. Yeah, but maybe eyes on down because I thought all of the point he was making was that it's not just constrained to MMOs. And if she's specifically talking about MMO storylines and character development, he's just simply saying, uh, "Well, maybe it's not just an MMO thing. Maybe it's also constrained to these other types of platforms as well." Now, I may have completely misheard and you know zoned out, like I said, but. Even if even if he was doing that, you know, maybe Twitter's not the right platform for that. Two, she doesn't have to fly off the handle like that. that. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. She really, she handled it poorly. Yeah, she very she really really did. And and there again, though, we don't know how much she has already received of right. this mm-hmm. kind of uh, attention. And to that end, we also don't know if they had that conversation of you know you represent no podcast. Maybe you should have. I would think most major companies There's probably been, have a. They've she's. She's had press releases since then where she was never, nothing was ever brought to her attention about it. There was no like previous behavior or anything like that. Yeah. And she's well respected. Like, this is not a nobody. And one of her coworkers also defended her, I guess, in that same thread and also was canned. Like, straight to firing just on July 4th, like I read it all. I mean, I don't, I don't really blame the company. I mean, let's just say you work for GameStop. That's a game, you know, we talk about them all the time. 
and someone talks to you directly about GameStop and you respond, you know, uh, something related to that in an offensive way. I mean, they have, you know, they have PR people for that. And you're if you're not that person. Maybe, and these are their yeah. pri- these are the, says later on in this Verge story these are their private accounts these are their private Twitter accounts yeah. these are not this is a work related matter or you know discussion you know keep it civil or don't talk about it at all this is from Verge Price says that prior to being fired the company had never discussed her social media presence with her or issued a warning for anything she'd posted hey, this is how it is my job is the same thing we got people who just scan other people's social medias so I've known people who. Don't keep a clean, clean social media. It does affect you. It's unfortunate. That's just how the workforce is. Now. You just need to keep your work life separate from your personal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes even that's not enough. <laughs> Did she threaten to kill somebody or something? <laughs> no, she just, uh, from what I get, she has reflected the company in a negative way, which, yeah. I mean, I understand. Protect the brand. Yeah. I mean, you still, fortunately, you can you, you can have your own social media, but, I mean, if people know you work for that company, they're going to take it as such. So it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but that's what it is. Sounds like a situation just poorly handled by everyone involved. Oh yeah, definitely. They're both at fault, but I mean, I don't. I'm not going to defend her because I mean she did kind of ask for it a little bit with it when it comes to you know responding in such a. But she way. did. She did not ask for firing. No, that's the problem. Is they went straight to firing. Right. Yeah. I. I. If if it had been me, maybe I would have went with a a verbal warning or something like that first and. This is how the Verge ends up. Arena Nut's swift action to fire both Price and Fries sends a disturbing message to its fans and especially its most toxic ones that their power is directly correlated to how loud they yell. It's a worrying precedent for anyone interested in working for Arena Nut, but especially those in marginalized communities that are more likely to face blowback and harassment from the worst parts of its fan base. So she's caught hell like this before. I mean, but, but you know, we don't know what's exactly going on at the ground level at, that, at the company anyway, so, I mean... Someone could have had it out for her, and that could have been like the uh, the the straw, right? So, I mean, I don't know. That is also true. Internal company politics—they could have been looking for an excuse to fire her for whatever reason. I've mm. seen stuff like that. Exactly. Like you see somebody go, and it's something trivial, and yep. there's this long history that you mm-hmm. didn't really know of. So we can't speak much on that. I'm, no. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, even then, the gaming industry is tough to be opinionated in because a lot of the followers and people who partake in it are very opinionated. Right. So. Especially when it comes to big companies. I think on a more small level, you know, Hideki Kamiya goes off on people all the time. He does. And but he, that's and fine. And he'll block you. He'll block you. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't play. He'll block you. <laughs> I think it's just scary that this, uh, like, a, a Twitter throng can can affect someone's livelihood but and career and everything else. That's any job. So mm. Yeah, that's how somebody got elected president. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's very true. Twitter is a powerful tool. <laughs> That's any jobs. I mean, and then there's that. Yeah. That's pretty much any, that's how they any employer can argue that. In so. uh, the Arab Spring too. So I mean, the defense it's a very its case. It's a very strong was platform. A second re- uh, week of internet controversy. What was it last week? The Hollow Knight thing. Hollow Knight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, what were your thoughts on that, Michael? You weren't here last week. What What exactly was it? The Mexican eShop thing. So if you could, if you go to the Mexican eShop, you can pay half price. For Which Hollow is what Knight. I did actually, because right. uh, you had mentioned it. So by what was this argument? Right. So the you're taking was, money away from the developer. Yeah. But you're y'all taking, made the better argument that I wasn't going to buy the game for 15 bucks. Thank you. I was going to wait for it to be around that price that I paid for it anyway. Yep. So, and, and I think you made the best point ever. It's just like going to a different store for a different price. Yeah. It's comparative shopping. It's fine. 
I see no issue with it whatsoever. Yeah, and that way, I mean, Cesar and here over here were, were both very incredulous at, to why we were this was even a discussion. I, I understood why, of course, we were covering yeah, yeah, yeah. here on the podcast, but you know why? Apparently, it had blown up to, to a thread on Reset Era that someone been, someone been just locked. Just wanted to type about some shit. That's you know. And I get it. Everybody has bad days, and sometimes you need to take that yeah. frustration out online. Some people do it in PUBG or Sea of Thieves. Some people have nothing better to Some do than find controversy where there is none. Jump on a community forum and then try to light a fire that way. Yeah, I understand. No. I get it. But um, throwing ethical questions. And, I'm trying and to find out who this hurts. It doesn't hurt anybody. It doesn't hurt any- exactly. It so, doesn't hurt other customers. If we're going to try to make the argument that's hurting, it doesn't uh, hurt the developer. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't do anything. It's there's like uh, we summed it up. I think um, it's not unethical it's not uneconomic the, the companies are still making money and it's not illegal so there's no issue and we don't exactly know what they're the uh you know how, how how that runs down with how much money they get from nintendo on each sale i know it's like a percentage or maybe it's a i don't know mexican consumers had pointed out that people flocking to like raise attention to a sale like that mm-hmm. with it being different that they would not get a price benefit next time they would not get a lower cost game that was a major fear, but I don't. I don't know that there's but a precedent it, for that. It wasn't the, we couldn't really speak. Wasn't on that. the regular games higher anyway? Exactly. Yeah, that's what Cesar was pointing yeah. out. And that's why the, that that argument doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, you know, if if, yeah. if over if you if you saw a trend upward that now all the games are going to be that much more expensive for just because this one game sold well yeah. in that market, then okay, then there might be an argument, but at the same time. Um, that's, that's kind of how economics works. Exactly. So, and even so, I don't I don't think that would ever really be the case. No. Yeah. I mean that that scenario is it would have to be way overblown. Like fifteen million copies coming out of the Mexican e shop and none coming out of the US. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's when we checked we checked on air and it was the number two game on the on the Yeah. United States of America e shop. It was number two. Yeah, so I mean that's my thoughts on that. I really it's a non issue. That's how I look at it. So. Moving on to our last story. Tell me if y'all have heard this before. Halo Composer is leaving the studio. It's not Marty O'Donnell. Bum, bum, bum. This is uh, Kazumi Jinoichi. Good job. I got that? I don't know. He tweeted today. <laughs> sounded good to me. <laughs> it sounded right. He tweeted today. He said, after an amazing seven-year ride, today is my last day at 343 Industries as an in-house composer. I'm becoming a freelancer and starting a new chapter of my adventure. Huge thank you to Halo and the community for letting me do what I love. I wouldn't be what I am without you. Mm. Is he the is he the guy responsible for the river dance music that is associated with Halo so much? Oh, God. That's what I think it sounds like. River dance? For it sounds river like river dance. That I can imagine people, I've never heard that equation people no, clogging Lord on the dance. <laughs> it's, it's got a very Lord there. of the Dance theme. So he did four and five. The ones the the major Halo composer was Marty O'Donnell. Okay, so he's probably the Riverdance guy. Then to me. He did one, two, three, Reach, ODST. That's all of them, right? I've never played ODST. ODST's great. You should definitely do it. It's a lot different, but it's good. Is that the one we started, Cesar? Yes. Yeah. We, we all need to play that. Beginning. We played the intro and that was it. Mm-hmm. We played differently. It's it's, it's, a, it's it's very different because you you're not Master Chief and you will die much easier. It's a lot harder game. Never played Reach campaign. Used to play multiplayer a lot. I loved the I helicopters. Shit out of Reach campaign. What the fuck were those called? What are you talking about? The helicopters. 
There were like only two, three person helicopters. There were three person helicopters because they had two guns on the on the sides, but they were almost like little jump copters. I don't know. They're like sparrows or something. Hmm. That just reminds me of those Ninja Turtle toys. According to Reset Era, they, they, they liked his stuff, his work on 4 and 5. So it'll be interesting to see who comes in. I mean... It almost seems like Halo is getting a reboot anyways. Like, yeah. with Halo Infinite looking like it's going back to the original art style and the Halo ring and it's all that really kind of stuff. You can argue a lot of stuff about Halo, but the music is I'm excited is for Halo good. for the first time, and th- these are the only Halos that excite me, the land party stuff. It's going to be mm-hmm. fascinating to see what they do, especially if they take it back to some of the lore, because that first book is fantastic. Fall of Reach is great. I miss the I Covenant. To, that is the next book I'm reading. It is so I've got good. so much on my plate. I'm in a Halo mood. That is the book I'm reading. Because as soon as you read that, you will want to play through one immediately. I mean, yeah. it, it, <laughs> immediately. It drops off perfectly. Straight there. Yeah. Well, I mean, the last page of the book is, is them jumping and they find the ring and they're like, what the fuck is this thing? Yes. Covenant ships inbound. And then Pillar of Autumn. So, so what you need game. to do, play Halo Reach, then read Fall of Reach, and then play Halo 1. Is, is the game campaign that good? Huh? Is the campaign that good? Halo Reach is fantastic, and it ends right before right before they get on the Pillar of Autumn. Really? Yeah. And it's four players. Read read the book because the book goes back further in time to the beginning of the program. Yep. The I be- started it before. The beginning so part good. of Reach is very ominous. It's like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you played the beginning part at least. So. Yeah. Where they're like finding all the dead stuff, like the dead uh, animals or whatever. We at the end of one of our Gears playthroughs. You may not have been here for that one, but me, Cesar, and Dale popped in Reach and started the campaign, mm-hmm. and it played seamless on 360 with LAN. Mm-hmm. It was great. I wonder if they ever fixed the Xbox One. I know that was one of the games that didn't really run super well on Xbox One. It was better, though, and I think even better is worth yeah. worth playing. That's all the news I had. Russell, you're the only one who played Halo 4. Did you play any of the 4 and 5? I played all of them. What did you think of the music in 4 and 5? Music is consistently good the whole time. Right. Like, Regardless of what I think about the games, the music is always good. Yeah. Russell, did you have did I anything? Because you played four. I played four several times, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the music. Um, it's, it wasn't obviously the same. Did Martin they keep the theme? Was mm-hmm. it still yeah, the same? Yeah, okay. it's still yeah. the, oh, in the background. Okay. It's, I think it's less iconic. Very like, much so. I could probably, like, if you played tracks from Halo 1, 2, or 3, I could probably tell you this from 3, this from 2, this from right. 1. Or if you started it past that, I wouldn't be able to tell you so much, but... Yeah, it's still good. Yeah, you couldn't tell the game, but you could tell it was Halo, and that was about it. So almost like the new Star Wars films, where they weave the three the themes uh, into last, the movies. Kinda. Last Jedi soundtrack so good. Is it? It's, so it's good. a good movie too. It's a fantastic movie, but it uh, they use so, so many good good tracks. Us, it's great. Yeah. So Cesar loves the Last Jedi. I do. Were you a fan? He is yeah. the Last Jedi. I'm a uh, yeah. I love the Last Jedi, Jedi too. There we go. <laughs> I heard you like way over in the left. <laughs> way over in the left. All right, I think that's it for news. Game Club. Yeah. Who's played Banjo? I'm excited. We're at the hour mark. We can talk Game Club and then we get out of here. Okay. Kanjo Bazooie. Kanjo Bazooie. The bird and the bear. <laughs> the closest Russell got to Banjo Kazooie is on Sea of Thieves. Uh-huh. Yep. Buying the crest. I didn't play it either. Just my entire. Uh... <laughs> I was trying to play it and then Russell just flooded me with. <laughs> Messages for PUBG. We needed a third, and then we needed a fourth. <laughs> Man, we did need a fourth. Cesar, come play. Cesar, come play. Cesar, come play. He's not doing anything. You didn't Cesar, respond? Doing anything. Cesar. He just kept playing banjo? Yeah. Cesar, come play. No, I just, I literally just turned the console on, and I got an invite immediately. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even do anything. 
As soon as the console came out, I got an invite from Russell. I was, I was waiting like, on you. I was sitting there watching the Sea of Thieves update. I was like, mm, how long is this going to... Man, it's going to be a little while. What should I do while I wait? I was like, God damn, the thing didn't fucking load again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was waiting for that fucking little splash screen to go in there, and as soon as it loads, it's like, Ru- message from Russell. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I have a similar thing with one of my friends. Every time I get a new game, like if there's a new game I'm playing, I get, uh, there's a, a friend of mine named Brian. I know we don't listen to this, so it don't really matter. But he will blow me up. How's this? I was like, ah, just, just give me a review. Just look. <laughs> don't listen to the podcast. Catch yeah. my thoughts on no podcast every Monday morning. Tuesday morning. Saturday morning, whatever morning it happens. <laughs> I posted that last one pretty quick. That you was did. Right it, was, after, it was a little, quick time I around. I hadn't even made it home, and I was like, "You were home, and it was up. up." Oh, okay. Yeah, I was asleep, but yeah. I'd listen to it the next day. I may do that tonight. I may be inspired and just go ahead and put mm. it up there. Mm. Now you're gonna be okay. a PUBG. I don't have a title yet. Do y'all have a title for us? Well, for this one, anything though. Mm. You got one? Kanjo Bluey or something? I don't know. <laughs> that could work. You like that? Yeah. Could be interesting. All right, so what are y'all's thoughts on Banjo-Kazooie, Kanjo-Bazooie? Where are you at? I'm not playing it. Why not? You just not feeling <laughs> I, it? I will. A- any free time I've had, I've, I've jumped on PUBG. Or I've been downstairs playing another another it. system. It's not a hard game, and it's not long, so. I got my last playthrough. I always play the first mountain. I can get all the things in there. Spy on mountain, yeah. Yep. And then I go to Misty Treasure Mount Cove Hall. and do the crab and all Treasure that stuff. Treasure Cove. And then I've never beaten the Clanker's Cavern with the submarine at the bottom yeah. and all that. Okay. That's as far as so I know. So you haven't started it, Russell? Nope. Nothing. Do you have Rare Replay? Did I, you look? No, it's, sure it's, on, it's on the Game Pass I checked. Rare Replay is the new Red Dead Redemption. Is yeah. Banjo by itself on Game Pass? Yeah, I think so, you yeah. You get Banjo mm-hmm. Tooie, Banjo Kazooie, and Nuts and Bolts. I'll just download it while yeah. we're playing PUBG tonight. There you go. Well it's it's 500 megabytes. Yeah. And then it's I'll just jump on Star Trek Bridge Crew instead. So good though. It is good. It's great, especially with the uh, next generation. You know what I'm talking about. I just got past uh, the part you can't get past. Clanker? Cavern, yeah. What do you think? It's alright. What do you think of the game? No, I'm. Is it aged well? No, it's literally. I, this is the first time I played it. I'm like, I'm, I'm dying. So you're, boredom. you're. This is your first you're dying time ever. I'm bored as fuck. Yeah. Oh, you have, no, that was so you good have nostalgia. For I have, I have, I do have nostalgia glasses for this. No, no, no. Game, I, so. I, I still having to collect shit, just like not yeah. Stop. It's, it's a fucking collectathon bullshit. I don't mind that. Did we know somebody that owned it? I thought we borrowed it before we, before we had a copy. Negative. Because it's not one of those nostalgia '64 games for us either. Mm-hmm. I thought somebody had it. I, I was always a PlayStation guy anyway, so. Uh, you kids and your Spyros and your Crash Bandicoots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Spyro. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't get into the N64 game until like 99, 2000, so. Well, that's right. Uh, that's like, me. what, three or four years after the console launch? So. Is Spyro for Switch day one with the other consoles? Negative. It's not even announced for Switch. Yeah, technically. Oh, that's right. It's that sneak thing. Um, we talked yeah, about it. Yeah, it's going to happen. Sneaky, you know sneaky. Happen. Yeah, we talked Wait, about it. Wait, when's the, the next direct? Let me know. They haven't said anything. GB Robo on fire. Because we'll have a speculation conversation. Oh, yeah. Dark Souls should be coming out soon. So, Cesar, yeah. you're bored of Banjo-Kazooie. We're going to yeah, get back saw, on topic. You saw Amazon uh, UK put the release date for uh, Dark Souls for Switch for January 1st, 2030. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> we see what oh, you Oh, God. There. I was laughing because they're like, Amazon's not confident that it's coming out anytime soon. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Michael, where are you at in Banjo-Kazooie? I am about two-thirds done. Uh, I don't remember the name of the level, but it's the Haunted House level. So, I mean, I don't mean anything to anybody here, Grab by the ghoulies? I don't know. I... That was a fun play. Now, see, the Crab cl- by the Ghoulies was actually not that bad. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it's not a bad game. It's not as good as Banjo Kazooie, but uh, it's still a good. Game. I would, I would rather watch paint dry. I would rather watch grass grow. Oh than my play god! Banjo-Kazooie. And you, and you declined. <laughs> I love Banjo Kazooie. How did you do yeah. that? 
for like three hours. He's just trying to get you there. You kept spamming him? Yeah. yeah, I was playing. I got three hours into it. I think it's been an hour. A Every time we died, I'd be like, all right, let's see if he's still on. Yep, yeah, he yeah. sent. And that's all you guys <laughs> were still on there? Like, all right, I'm done. Is he tired of Banjo-Kazooie yet? I was like, <laughs> I'm tired of this bullshit, and I turned it off and played Mubblo. <laughs> so you have, the, you have the nostalgia factor. I do. And uh, where he's at, Clinker's Cavern, when I was young, that was like, I want to say nightmare fuel for me, but you, you exit this tunnel and there's this giant metal shark and it's just like, Ooh. yeah, he's a friendly shark. It is impressive. Spoiler looking. alert. But, uh, Jesus, man. Um, yeah, fuck that shark, man. I had to swim around that fucking key. I kept drowning in that, there. I'm like, fuck this game. That's what know. happened to me. Yeah, I'm like, that's when I, I got to chase a fish so I can get bubbles. I'm like, ah, come on, bitch. I will say that <laughs> the camera angle in that spot is kind of annoying. I didn't drown, <laughs> but, uh, you know. Uh, shit comes out the walls there <laughs> <laughs> but see after the first one you learn <laughs> it's not a problem but I don't know I am much past that uh, is Banjo-Tooie on that rare replay it mm. is okay. I'm six I think this is six or seven levels in Banjo-Tree Banjo-Pilot there's nine major stages and I'm on the seventh one So Conquer wouldn't be in a new Diddy Kong either we forgot about Conquer yeah that's true I use Banjo anyway so but I don't know Microsoft and Nintendo seem to have a good relationship, maybe. Yeah, you're right. I want to see Banjo and uh, Master Chief in Smash, but I don't think that'll happen. That would be something. That would be That'd cool. Be incredible. That would be real cool. New character. But I'm, I'm 100% in everything I do, so uh, I, I typically do that up until about, I don't know, about the next stage, which is Rusty Bucket Bay, I think. <laughs> then you'll give up on it? Yeah, then I then I abandon that 100% run. Ah. Um, <laughs> just because that. So you're only 100 percent on everything you do until you decide. Well, you everything's do 85%. pretty easy up until then, and then it starts to get kind of annoying, and I'm just like, eh, no thanks. Tedious or what? How does the difficulty spike? Um, about where I'm at now is where it starts to get actually difficult. So you're at the haunted house level, which uh, half of the level is covered in these vines that hurt you upon contact. Hmm. Um, the next level, all the water is poisonous. So if you touch the water. Heard upon Instant contact. Death. Yep, the floor is hot lava. Got it. Keep yeah, going. and then the level after that is like the best level in the game, and I love it. And I don't, I don't, I don't know why it's at the end. Like it deserves to be much earlier on. It's actually, it's, it's what is it? Click Clockwood. Uh, Green Hills. I always hear that. It has reference. incredible music. Misty and Mountain Home. Every time you go into the level, uh, nobody's ever gonna fall for that again. No, with that attitude. Mm, definitely with that attitude. <laughs> what happened? There's too many attitudes. Y'all need an attitude adjustment. Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I get with Uncharted what games. Fuck that? That's and Wolfenstein, for that matter. I'm like, I'm going to find Our all the secrets. Units. I'm going to find everything. And then you just abandon it. And then two hours in, I'm like, Do you need an attitude adjustment? Yeah, no, I'm just going to go. But no, I'm loving the game. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, don't, I didn't get to ask. I don't mind the collecting. The game is built around the concept of collecting, so it's fine. It's not like Mario 64, at least, where you get kicked out of the level every time you collect a thing. That is a good thing. I about. mean, you get to continue exploring the level. Um... A lot of the levels tie into each other too. Like, uh, you haven't got that far quite yet, but the camel in the desert, um, if you do his entire quest, he'll appear in another level. So, Faruta? Uh, no, not, not, not that. Mm. But, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's got nostalgia for me. I've been able to blow through most of it pretty quickly and easily. Um, I don't like Banjo 2 as much, but we're not on that one right now anyway, so. Right. I'll probably end up beating this again. I beat it about once every other year anyway, so. Really? It's perfect timing. That's one of your go-back catalog. Yeah, I love it. Because you brought it up for our March Madness, March Game Club Madness. Yeah. All right, I'm going to play it this week. I'm I'll a huge fan in. of games. I'll at least beat the Spiral Mountain part. Spiral Mountains, I mean. I like I, the music. Yeah. I love the music, and I love the way they talk. 
I don't know. I don't know. That just has like a. That was exactly it. Yeah. That's how it sounds. Yeah, those fucking gingos. I'm over here. Ginger. Yeah, that pisses me off Ginger. when you you know you know they're there and you see them and you're like I just can't get to you yet. Shut 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 up. <laughs> they're just <laughs> calling. They're just calling to yeah. you the whole time. Because yeah, I'm like that clankers love. I'm like, oh, you little bitch. How'd you get inside the vents? So I was like, yeah. You found him. Boy. Yeah, because he kept yelling at me. I'm like, I knew where he's at instantly. I just slammed down. I was like, oh. <laughs> you're free. I got another one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind the collector aspect of it. Um, I've only died a couple times. It, it can get difficult in certain parts. There's a lot of time bullshit. Like, there's a level... That's how I felt with the water. I just felt like it was difficult for no reason. Like, don't make this a challenge. Just... It's the camera angle that kills it there. That's I think that's what it was. Um, Even on Xbox... Because I was playing on Xbox One That's what time. I'm playing on Xbox One. But it it's much more playable on Xbox One, but it's... Uh, yeah, there are still some camera issues. I, you can't really get around. I understand, but I'm used to it. Um... You're a banjo vet. Yeah, I mean... You've been fiddling the banjo for 20 years. Yeah, quite, a, quite a while. It is 20 years old. I believe it's picking. You don't fiddle the banjo? No. You fiddle no, fiddle no, That's something else. <laughs> <laughs> fiddle fart around on. the banjo. I don't know. Anyways. Anyway, I'm loving that's the it. game. There we go. That's, that's my take on it. Uh, it's in my top 25, probably. I will beat this game, and I'll beat hating it all the way through. Nah. Just like I hate this person since 99. So good. Okay. With Tim Duncan on the cover? Yep. This will make me 0 for 7 on Game Club games. It's a good record. Yeah. I've still got time. Watch I actually enjoy now. this one. Yeah, I mean, it, no. <laughs> I mean it takes me about an hour level. Yeah. Do they yeah. get long? Do the levels get longer? Uh, Click Clock Wood is actually hell long because there's four seasons. It's seasons. essentially four levels to play through in one level. So. Um. That's probably the longest level outside of that. And uh, the only really irritating part is right near the end, uh, which if you get that far, which I, I doubt you will, and I'll just be real. Damn. Uh, I mean, you Damn, know. Damn, that's your record where we're standing. Challenge. You might want to have a guide out. There is a precedent. Some fucking shade. I have the one. guide. Yeah, you have to have it. Well, you don't have to have a guide. You have to have a, a guide or a really good memory. And I'm, Touche. I don't have that good memory, so. <laughs> You have to look it up. Yeah. You have to. It's like uh, you have to do like a quiz show about stuff that happened. That's in a the garbage game. mechanic. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fun level. Yeah. But if you have it like at the time, you know, you're a kid. That's maybe you, you play maybe that in one other game. Come on, right. you don't have a lot Spoilers. of games now. You have like ten other games. About the very Spoilers near the end of the game. End of the game, the quiz show. That's a quiz show. Listening. We're yeah. not telling you the answers. No, um, the other witch tells you the answers. Yeah, Famous. the the whole the witch that's in the um. That you run, you know, you run across throughout the whole game. She's telling you the answers of the quiz show. Potent potables. But there's also asking you stuff about the levels themselves. Very cool, Banjo Kazooie. So if you guys are playing uh, Banjo Kazooie along with us as part of July's Game Club, let us know your thoughts. You can reach us uh, via email, nofodcast at gmail.com. Send your corrections to Russell, also at the same place. We are nofodcast on Twitter, Instagram. And you can download this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and Overcast. I like Overcast. That's the one I use. Anybody else? Use Stitcher. I use Stitcher. Where do you listen at? Uh, Google Play. Russell? iTunes. You use iTunes? Yep. You like the iTunes client? I do indeed. I used to use iTunes when I had an iPhone. It's yep. a solid podcast. Yeah, I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts, yeah. so it's, it's very easy to me. Yeah. Just go to the library and... Yeah. They have, they have a, they have a good little... System there, I like it. Yeah. There's some feature yeah. that made me switch over to Overcast, 
And then I think SoundCloud actually breaks down where people listen at, and Stitcher and Overcast and iTunes are our top listens. Yeah. Well, I used to use Google Play a lot too, but for some reason on my this phone and my previous phone, mm-hmm. it like if I want to skip ahead to something, it wants to restart the episode half the time. I'm just like, no. Yeah, yeah no, I wouldn't no, no, deal no, with no. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I just went to Stitcher. Because I'll hear something, I'm like, what are they saying? Or the try to go back just and just goes somewhere yeah. crazy, mm-hmm. and I'm like, back 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Yeah. i got to hear where this started. Yeah. iTunes is pretty good about that too. Yeah. And it's actually good if like I get take a call or even getting in and out of the car. Mm-hmm. It'll pick up like maybe 15 seconds previously. So then I get to remember where I'm at before it goes into new content. And Google yeah. Play will also drop where I'm at too. Stitcher, I could be listening to something and a week later I'll come back later and it's right there where I was. Yeah. One thing I've tried to make us conscious of doing since we started is some podcasts I'll listen to, they'll mention the game. All right, we're playing Banjo-Kazooie and it'll be like five or six minutes of them describing this game. Mm-hmm. And I've either missed what they said it was to start with or like they never bring it back up. I just forget what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I like to bring that back around and hey, this mm-hmm. is Banjo-Kazooie or... You know, whatever game we're referencing. Yeah, so that people in case you just started everything. listening. Well, I'm sorry. Or, or wasn't, or wasn't it paying attention. It drops off. You never know yeah. what happens. A kid's screaming somewhere. True. So. Thanks for tuning in. This is Fresh Air. NPR. Every 30 seconds. That's true. A reminder. God. We really, could have a call really, sign. Really, really good interviews, but yeah, she just repeats herself. Thank you for listening to another episode from WFND. What will be NFD? WNFD. Signing off. What's the weather, Russell? It's gonna rain. <laughs> it gonna rain. Sports with Cesar. <laughs> Touchdown. Oh. <laughs> Michael, what's that traffic like? It's busy. We're the worst radio station. <laughs> Alright, guys, uh, make sure you uh, yeah, like, like us and follow too. us on all the social media things, and we'll catch you guys next episode. Bye. Peace. Alvida Zane. Duty.